Hi everyone, welcome to That Nifu Mum, a podcast where we share the stories of New Zealand parents who have had a baby in a neonatal unit across the country. Today we're speaking with Vicky, whose son Hugo was born at full term, he was 37 weeks, uh, but she went into hospital because he had reduced movements, um, and then it ended in an emergency C-section and he had a six-day stay in the skivu, so obviously very unexpected um it was her second baby so she knew what birth and you know postpartum and everything was supposed to be like and what it should have been for her but obviously it was um yeah a completely different experience to her first so I'll let her give you all the details and share her story and yeah let's get into it Awesome. Do you want to start off introducing yourself and your family and kind of the start of your journey? Yep. Yep. So I'm Vicky. I live in Rotorua with my partner, Jesse, and our two sons, Jack, who is eight, and Hugo, who's just turned one. Mm-hmm. Um, Hugo is my NICU baby, mm-hmm. uh, but Jack was my surprise baby. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So how okay we'll start with Jack so how was his pregnancy and everything uh well his pregnancy like I said was a surprise I me and my partner were traveling around Southeast Asia and Europe for five months uh, and I was unknowingly pregnant for four of those months <laughs> I know I've heard this story already but it still blows my mind <laughs> no I know <laughs> so um yeah I was 22 weeks pregnant when I found out that I was pregnant um so his pregnancy was short um but good actually once I knew about the pregnancy it was a pretty smooth sailing um I mean I only had a couple of months to wrap my head around it yeah Um, but you missed all the crap stuff (laughs) I did I did and I like I remember looking back now and I was like oh actually I was sick but I just put it down to eating some weird street food yeah. or whatever with traveling. Um, and so luckily he was perfect. He yeah. was fine. Um, so he actually ended up being a C-section baby because they didn't know this at the time, but I had a bicornal uterus. Mm-hmm. And he ended up being transverse. You know, I remember him moving at like 38 weeks. And he was a big baby. He was nine mm. pound five. Mm. Um, so his head was, he was kind of long ways in my stomach. Um, because he kind of got, put his bums, no, his head got stuck under my ribs. Yeah. And so he couldn't move. So they ended up. But you felt him move into that position. Yeah. I didn't know babies could move that much at that that <laughs> stage of pregnancy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the C-section went fine. It was a bit daunting. Um, we almost missed having the C-section that day because the nurse came in. We had to go in at six in the morning and she came in to check. And she was like, oh, I think his head's actually moved. So you might not need to have your c-section today and my face was just like are you kidding me like he was How already many weeks were you at this point well we think i was about 40 weeks and a few days yeah we could so you're like no i'm not waiting any longer <laughs> exactly exactly um but so 
I'm not sure what happened. She must have cancelled my my slot. But then they came in, the doctors came in with an ultrasound machine and they were like, yeah, no, he hasn't moved. So um, he was born quite late in the afternoon. I was a very hungry person. <laughs> <laughs> I remember having the ice block going, oh, this is the best ice block in the world. <laughs> it it always brilliant. is. It or the really ice chips. is. <laughs> oh, I lived off ice chips with both my pregnancies. Yeah. I just remember something about them. Something about them, and both my boys are August boys, so winter over here. I remember people just looking at me while I was munching back ice chips in the middle (laughs) of winter. I'm like, the pregnancy guys. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But his birth was straightforward, and your postpartum was straightforward, and everything. Yeah, I had a bit of postpartum depression. I think just the fact of having a baby without realizing and not really being able to prepare myself as much. Yeah. yeah. Um, and all my family live in the UK. So yeah. I didn't have that family connection. Luckily, all my partner's family live um, in New Zealand, which is really mm. good. So we did get that support. But yeah, I think I, I can't really remember much of Jack's first year, which is really sad. I just mm. remember it through photos. Yeah. Um, so having Hugo was very healing, actually. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say his birth was healing. I would say postpartum was quite healing. Yeah. And it was like, it was really nice to be like, oh, so this is what people actually feel like. Yeah. When they're not in postpartum depression. Yeah. And I also, I feel like when it's not your first baby, you like, you do hold on to it. And you like yeah. present, you make yourself a lot more present as well, oh, like because you definitely. know what to expect and what, how fast it goes and what you're going to miss and everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Jack's eight now, and I'm like, where did where did it go? Yeah, yeah. And he's tall and lanky and <laughs> back chatting me. <laughs> they always do. Like, Usually, my little boy. Of an my three-year-olds are like oh my god yes he he started quite early but it still carries on and it's and I look at Hugo and he's already won and where did that year go so yeah the second one I definitely just made sure I was a lot more present yeah and just be kinder to myself as well yeah yeah for sure it's hard eh? postpartum is is hard let alone with yeah with everything else on top of what you guys went through with Hugo yeah yeah so do you want to jump into his pregnancy how was how was the pregnancy with him so with Hugo we found out like three weeks so very different to Jack (laughs) (laughs) um and then I think forever when you find out early (laughs) last yeah so long it was just before Christmas we found out um so that was like a nice little Christmas present to us yeah and yeah, his pregnancy was a very calm, easy pregnancy. Um, I was really lucky. Just the usual morning sickness, tiredness, mm. backache. Um, but I, by I think it was probably my end of my second trimester, early third, I would just get um quite sick, fluy, cold. Um, actually, when I had Hugo, I had no voice. <laughs> wasn't covid they tested me several times um i remember that with angus as well you're like in labor 
and they're like oh we're just gonna do a rat test and you're like mate like we don't have time yeah. for this i know and i was like i literally did a rat test yesterday yeah and i know i don't have covid it's just yeah. i'm sick i'm worn out and yeah so no hugo's pregnancy was good he was always measuring um two weeks ahead and oh, i just grow big babies mm. um but when hugo was born he was actually 37 plus two um and then he was oh my god i can't remember how how much he weighed 3.1 kgs i think about eight eight pound seven, seven i think something, something. angus angus was 3.8 and he was eight pound nine so yeah, probably seven seven something yeah late sevens i've got it written down somewhere i'm not that much of a bad mum. <laughs> imagine what he would have weighed though if he'd made it to 40 weeks like jack god <laughs> yeah yeah so with hugo's birth um with my birth plan was I don't really have a plan but I'll just go with the flow I would like to have uh, a vaginal birth mm. um I would like to have a water birth if possible but hey if not that's okay yeah. um I didn't want to just be hung up on this is how it has to be because I know things don't happen like that yeah well things did not happen like that at all <laughs> <laughs> So I, Hugo was born on a Tuesday and I was actually meant to finish work the Friday after that Tuesday, Friday following. Right. Um, but I had had reduced movements mm -hmm. from Hugo and because by that time you kind of understand how they move and everything. Yeah. So I, I was working from home because um, I didn't want to give anyone else my sickness. Yeah. And I remember just calling up my midwife going, I just think something's not quite right. Like his movements have reduced and luckily she was at the birthing unit up at the hospital. So we went up, well, I went up there. Mm -hmm. Didn't tell my boss. I was like, oh, I'll only be half an hour or something. It's fine. I have to just take this as my lunch break. Yeah. <laughs> Put your Zoom on to be right back. Yeah, exactly. And so we got up there and we were, they were monitoring me and, baby's heartbeat and a baby's heartbeat was good um and they wanted me to click a button every time I felt some movement mm. and like I felt movement but not intense you know kicks or yeah. waves or whatever or how a 37 week baby should you know, be like, doing people always say like oh you know they run out of room at that but they they don't and you know right. like with Jack's big movement you know exactly, oh, exactly what they can do and what they should yeah. be doing yeah so I think I was hooked up for like an hour and a half maybe and just lying there and so that's not a good sign mm. so they called in one of the doctors and he had a look at the charts and so on Hugo's chart there was lots of dips but no rises so they would prefer to have rises and not dips yeah. So they didn't really discuss what that meant with me. Um, so they had their like medical talk and stuff. And then he brought in his senior doctor or something. And the doctor looked at the chart and then looked at how many weeks I was. And he said to me that because Hugo is technically term, he would like to deliver my baby today. Yeah. And I just went, 
oh okay <laughs> like just tears and but it, I knew it was like really croaky voices <laughs> yeah it was croaky voices. yeah <laughs> uh, but I knew it was the best thing for us yeah and the minute he said that it was like go 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 signing all these forms like intense forms as well like talking about death or other things like yeah. that and I'm, I'm not in the space to deal with this right now yeah um I had to call up Jesse who was about to go to work and be like no don't go to work come to the hospital we're having a baby today and bring yeah. my bag which was only half packed <laughs> well you thought you were gonna go to term exactly like, exactly um he didn't actually bring that bag he brought another bag so <laughs> which had nothing I needed in but hey it's all good we got he there tried. in the end <laughs> he tried um and then I remember calling up my boss going um yeah so uh you know how things don't always go to plan and she's like yeah I was like oh, I'm having my baby today I can't come to work anymore <laughs> see, see you in a year see you in a year pretty much yeah and I managed to was, sort out was it just the dips that they were worried about that was the reason they were delivering there wasn't yeah. there was no talk of anything else no no talk and I didn't know what the dips were and I yeah I'm quite happy I didn't ask as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was just like, well, I'm in the best place now. They are pretty onto it. They want to get me into theatre. And I, we were being wheeled down to theatre at about 2pm. Mm. And Jesse just got there just in time. And they were still monitoring me, which I was a bit confused about. But in hindsight, I understand now. Yeah. So we got into theatre and there were so many people. It was like a bloody circus. <laughs> like, I don't know how many, 10, yeah. 12 people. Yeah. There was my midwife and a trainee midwife. And then anaesthetists, surgeons, Jesse. Um, oh, you were there too. <laughs> and, and me, yes. <laughs> yeah. And because I had had a C-section with Jack, I kind of knew what was coming. So that had yeah. calmed me a bit, except knowing I had to have an epidural. Yeah. So with Jack's epidural, I really struggled. Um, I was shaking a lot and I was just really scared. Um, and they said, look, you need to calm down because if you don't, we're going to have to put you under and Jesse won't be able to be here for the birth. So mm. with Jack's, I kind of managed to get through it. But with Hugo's, I don't know I just got into the zone and I just sat really still and took it like a champ mm. I was very happy with myself yeah um so that all happened and then they were in there getting Hugo out and I actually read my notes after our other talk and found out that they needed to use forceps to get him out right. as well Right. Um, so all I really remember is hearing him cry and I'm like well that's always a good sign that he's crying yeah. um, awesome my baby's here they had to take him over to the table but before they did that this gets me every time this part mm. um, I didn't know what was happening but Jesse has told me this story um, the doctor was counting so he was counting one, two, three, and then people started looking over to where Hugo was. Um, and then he counted number four. 
five and then people had like stopped what they were doing and like just shocked and he got to six and that is how many times the cord was around Hugo's neck so scary eh? um yeah and I said it last time like imagine if you were a first-time mum and you hadn't thought it was a big deal that these movements had produced so much or yeah. if you had been like, oh, I'll, I'll go in a bit later. I'll just finish the exactly. work today. So scary to think about. Yeah. And then in my notes as well, there was actually a knot. So there oh would have been God. a seventh loop. Yeah. Um. So that is the reason why he had all these dips is because yeah. of the umbilical cord. But I went in at the best time because it wasn't tight around his neck. So all six were around his neck. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Is, that is terrifying to think about. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad it's, that you went it's in. It's so terrifying. Did. And if I tried to have a vaginal birth, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, yeah. It just wouldn't have happened. And if I waited another day, things could be very different now. Mm. Um, so they, they put him on a table and they... There were people fussing over him. He had the CPAP, CPAP mask yeah. on him, which is so small. I've still got yeah. it. It's so yeah. tiny. Yeah. Um, and I remember just like looking so far over and I couldn't reach him. I could barely see him. Um, Jesse was with him. Jesse managed to cut the umbilical cord, which is really lovely because he did that with Jax as well. Mm-hmm. And... Then my midwife was like, we're going to have to take him to Skaboo just to monitor him. It was mainly to monitor him for his oxygen and just to see if the cord had actually done any damage. Yeah. But I didn't know at this stage that it was wrapped around that many times. I just knew yeah. he had the cord wrapped around his neck. They didn't yeah. say anything else. And I'm like, okay, well, that's quite common. Yeah. Yeah, well, by so, my they... they came out with it wrapped because he'd, like, turned on his way out. Ooh. Yeah, so he'd like, yeah, because <laughs> he was twin B, so Luke had come out. So Bo all of a sudden had like all this room. Yeah. So yeah, oh, so he stretching. Like, yeah, so he like wrapped, like spun around on his way out. So his was only once, but it was quite loose. So, like, so yeah, common, mm. not normal, but common. Yeah. Mm. And they managed to, I managed to touch Hugo very awkwardly, like with my arm, like behind my head as they wheeled him out. Um, and Jesse went with him. They didn't stop to show you him or anything? They kind of wheeled him over to me and then I managed to touch him and that was it. Right. right. Um, so we didn't get any skin to skin. Um, I had like seconds look at him mm. before he got wheeled off with Jesse. And then I was left in theatre by myself. Yeah. My midwife came back once they got to Skaboo. And I'm really happy she did because it was just nice to have a friendly face next to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I ended up losing 2.2 litres of blood. Gosh. Um, and they also had to massage my womb back because it wouldn't contract. Yeah. And um, there was no massage. That was <laughs> like, it felt like someone was punching my guts. And I, even with the epidural, I could still feel it. Yeah, you can like feel the pressure, right? so much pressure and they just get pumped me with more drugs because it was so uncomfortable yeah um but I made it through 
I went to recovery and had the best ice block in the world. <laughs> We've touched on the ice block. <laughs> yes. Um, and then they wheeled me into the maternity area. Um, I think it, yeah, it was a, it was a birthing room that they put me in because it had a, a water bath in it. Oh. And I was like, well, this is a bit on the nose. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how long I was there for. Um, Jesse was like I said with Hugo, but he also had both our phones, so I couldn't contact him. He didn't know where I was. I didn't know where he was. Um, and then they wheeled me to another room and then Jesse came in and I was like, yeah, baby's fine. They're just monitoring him. Um, yeah, and then I didn't actually, so Hugo was born at 2.47 p.m. And I didn't get to see Hugo until about 8.20 that night. Mm. So that was a really long time. Yeah, especially like you've been through birth before and through mm. a C-section before. Like you know what it should yeah. be like, you know. Yeah. Um, And I was really lucky. They were quite quiet in Skaboo. So they were able to bring him out for an hour but be able to remotely monitor him. Right. So we were able to have our first cuddle. Sorry. Okay. And he was with me for an hour, which was amazing. Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah. And then he had to get wheeled back. And then Jesse went home and I was just there in the room with no baby mm. and I was like oh actually I can get a good night's sleep finally <laughs> silver linings because oh, I was just trying to yeah I was just trying to find silver linings yeah but my brain would not shut off with what had happened yeah. I was also coming off all this medication as well I remember getting really hot and itchy mm. and it was not a great night I did not have a good night's sleep no um and then I managed to get wheeled down to Skaboo the next morning and just seeing him in the incubator, so, so small. Yeah. And just really still as well. I remember him for the first few days just not moving much. No, they don't. I don't know what it what it is because like Angus is a newborn. He was so squirmy. Yeah, move all the time and was like stretching constantly. But no, yeah, the the twins were the same, and the, I don't know if it's the incubator or if it's I don't know either. But I remember meds. But yeah, they they just lie there. I remember still. thinking, is this normal? Like I know newborns are meant to. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, we were in the Rotorua Skaboo, and it was August twenty 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 two. Sorry. So. Yeah. We were just coming off of COVID. So they still had COVID guidelines yeah. and rules. So only immediate family members were allowed in to Skaboo. And it's a really small unit. Yeah. It's a really hot unit. I forgot that how they all are hot. Oh, yeah. I, which I get why they're hot, but oof, it's no so one cares how hot. Yes. Especially midwinter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, Jesse and I were allowed to go in, weren't allowed to hold him when we wanted. Mm. Um, 
didn't change him didn't feed him just yeah. looked at him for a bit yeah yeah then i think the second day we managed to get a hold and so he was pretty much just under their care um initially for the oxygen but then it was his blood sugar levels and then jaundice and then he was just having trouble um feeding and establishing a routine yeah so we're in there for six days in total i was discharged i think after three or four days but was still allowed to stay under mothercraft yeah i don't know if that's a, a national thing but they have that's that in rotorua so i was lucky i was able to stay um in a room it was the room furthest away from skaboo yeah and i remember before i was discharged a nurse was saying to me you really need to slow down <laughs> and i'm like okay how i'm not <laughs> running a marathon here yeah, i'm literally yeah. walking to go and see my baby pumping trying to eat and you know recover like there's yeah. nothing i can do yeah so um that that stuck with me i find that quite funny it's like you're a midwife you know yeah <laughs> yeah but if you were at home you would have been probably doing more because you would have had jack exactly you would have had a house to yeah you know, maintain exactly um so jack met hugo on the friday right um Jack didn't actually know Hugo was born for the first two days. He just thought I was at work. Twenty-four-seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, that was really that was one of the most special moments. Was when we wheeled yeah. Hugo into because by that the reason it was Friday was because Hugo was finally allowed to come out of Skaboo. Um. For little visits, they called it. Yeah. Um. So that's when they, his blood sugar was a bit better. I think he had a bit more jaundice, and it was just the feeding issue now. Yeah. Um. And Jack just was adorable with him, yeah. and he still is to this day. They have yeah. such a beautiful bond. Yeah. Um. I was really worried about the the age difference. There's seven years nearly eight years different no yeah seven years difference between them um but no it's perfect jack was so helpful like especially like when we got home and he could yeah. go and get nappies for me or get a spew cloth or yeah. make toast yeah well mine are th two and a half years difference and now the angus is like just over one and the twins are three and a half all they want to do is like body slam him oh yeah <laughs> like that happens daily toys at him. in our house. <laughs> they never wanted to make me toast. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Jack's toast could uh, use some work. <laughs> One time he brought me toast, which hadn't been toasted. Oh, bless. <laughs> he tried. He tried. Wholesome. Um, yeah, so the stay in Skaboo was... It's, it still is with me to this day. It was long. I'm very grateful that it was only six days. 
I have listened to some other of your podcasts and yeah I just feel very grateful that they were just minor issues and they just wanted Mm. to make sure Hugo was good for the outside world yeah yeah just trying to think of anything else around Hugo's birth and our scaboose day but you had quite a quite a positive quite a positive stay I did I did have a positive stay the nurses were wonderful like there are they are a special kind of yeah special kind of people up there um they must see some horrific things and I just don't know how they deal with it yeah, yeah. and I didn't have any harsh nurses or anything like that they were all yeah. lovely um but it was hard that we couldn't touch Hugo when we wanted we couldn't change him we couldn't just be with our baby yeah did you find a difference Um, between like bonding with Hugo versus bonding with Jack because obviously Jack was with you after birth whereas you had the the time away from Hugo did you find it different I I struggled a lot with anxiety after Hugo's birth yeah and not wanting to leave him like I was I was okay but I would just get really anxious leaving him yeah Um, and wanted him close to me um we do a lot of baby wearing which I think is a repercussion of that but in terms of bonding I actually think I struggled more to bond with Jack Yeah. yeah because of the postpartum depression right right um and with Hugo I knew I had a year off work and I knew it'd be our year and we could just take that time yeah and I I think because with Jack it doesn't like this bond didn't happen instantly I wasn't expecting that with Hugo right yeah um and I don't know if it would have been different in Scaboo or having a normal birth whatever a normal birth is yeah um but yeah I do realize like looking back I was quite anxious in the like couple of months after having Hugo yeah just not wanting him out of my sight really yeah that'll just be because you didn't because he was taken from you I'd say yeah yeah I I'm gutted I didn't get what I wanted like that skin to skin and things like that yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, I needed my baby to be looked after. Mm. Um, and he's feeding still really well. He's a boob fiend. He loves milk. <laughs> Every time I say to Angus, do you want to have some milk? He like falls my shirt. <laughs> we're only, so we're we're already... like three or four feeds. Wow. Day, so. we, we just do morning and night because yeah. I'm back at work. Um, but <laughs> Hugo's so cute. So he'll do the sign for milk. Yeah, and he'll just giggle all the way until I feed him, <laughs> like all the way up to his <laughs> like face, a, touching like my nipple. An excited little giggle. <laughs> yes, and then he still does the eye roll back of the head. Oh, yes, and it's still lovely. Like I didn't yeah. have a great breastfeeding journey with Jack. Um, there was a lot of. I was young, I was naive, I didn't want help. Yeah. And definitely having Hugo second child being like, nope, 
I'm going to get all the help I deserve, all the help yeah. I need. Um, yeah. I'll just whip my boob out for whoever. Yeah. Um, I've seen worse though. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I've I've seen two lactation consultants with Hugo. Um, yeah. And yeah, we're still feeding to this day. Don't know when I'm going to stop. Well, my but, lead, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. So bonding in that way has been, I don't think that's, the Skaboo visit has hindered that at all. Yeah, yeah. I was worried of that at the start, but I just kind of went with it and just, yeah. as you do with your second. Yeah, you you kind of take the expectations of yourself off of yourself. Oh, like, definitely. With Angus, I was like, I really want to feed for six months because I didn't feed really at all with the twins. But I was like, you know, if I need to supplement with formula or if I need to pump or if I need to switch to form, like, it, it's okay. Like, I, yeah. I'm fine with that. You know? yeah. so I really just lowered my lowered my expectations of myself and it helped so much to take that pressure off definitely and no one else has put those expectations on you no one else yeah. will think anything differently no and I remember at the 3am like going scrolling scrolling through Instagram and stuff and I remember this thing and it really stuck with me and it was um do you get asked nowadays if you're bottle or breastfed? Yeah. Like, actually, that's a really good point. Just just feed your child, however yeah, it works yeah. well. I like the one where it's like the two slides that merge into one and it's like breastfed, yeah. bottle fed, eating McDonald's fries McDonald's on the floor. Chips. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again for sharing your story again yeah, you're very welcome thank you and yeah I'm so glad that you like I say I'm so glad that you you know knew that something was wrong and that you went in when you did and mm. that everything worked out and he's here and he's happy and he's healthy yeah yeah but yeah. big learning curve indeed yeah and I hope that um yeah other people listening pay attention <laughs> if yes. you produce movements do not do not write them off so Even if it's to... just something small, just go and get it checked. Yeah, it's like the midwife or your doctor is not going to look down on you for, no. for, for caring it. for your child. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that was Vicky's um, journey with Hugo. Uh, yeah, insanely lucky that she she went in to get checked when she did because it could have been a really scary outcome for them and as you heard, obviously, Vicky is still dealing with how scary that was for them, uh, as, as she should be. You know, it's a harsh reality to face when your baby is, you know, in danger like that. So I'm so glad that everything worked out and that everyone is, <coughs> excuse me, healthy and happy. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Vicky is lovely to talk to. We had some great banter, if I do say so myself. Um... Yeah, and we will chat again soon. Bye.